Planet Shakers, there's no one like you. Good morning. It's Rise and Stein. It's Victory 91.5. It's a special edition of Rise and Stein here on Rosh Hashanah. Ray Haynes, our general manager, is in, and he has been teaching through so many cool things today on Rosh Hashanah. The Jewish New Year, the year 5779, all of the notes are at victory.radio. Just click on blog at the top of the screen. It's really well done, Mm -hmm. easy to follow along. And right now we're heading into the final three parts today. And it's all about end times. And it's, which is a little intense. I think everybody should be rightly intimidated by end times. <laughs> but uh, interestingly enough, really the only way you can have, get a clear understanding is by studying the fall feasts. If you read Revelation go, well, that just went right by me. It should because it's part of the fall feast. Just like he painted the story in the stars. All of these things have some identification that he said do this to get ready to prepare yourself and without that is kind of a little guideline with you it mm-hmm. makes it harder and and we're only going to obviously touch the surface this morning but nonetheless at least get you an idea of how things work so so Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah is a feast where trumpets are blown the trumpets are warning about the beginning of the end so in, in this case, that Teruah, as I said, is the nine blasts. It's, it's only about warning, 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 warning. So there's three aspects to Rosh Hashanah and to end times. So Yom Teruah are the days of awe, this, this which is right now for the next 10 days. These 10 days are the seven-year great tribulation you read about in the Bible. And there's a lot to that, and lots of people have disagreements about it. But So the, the 10th day, the Day of Atonement, is Judgment Day. There's mm-hmm. two different Judgment Days, but this is the first. Then after that, so what's going to happen here is today's Rosh Hashanah. Uh, in 10 days, on Tuesday to Wednesday, will be Day of Atonement, which is that Judgment Day. Yom Kippur, right? Yom Kippur. And then four days later, you have the Feast of Tabernacles, or the what is the Millennium, and then eventually Eternity. So that's the three things that happen. Tribulation, Judgment, Millennium, and then Eternity. There's two resurrections, and, and all of that's swirling around there, and we're going to kind of just lay it out for a few minutes to give you an understanding of that. There's ten days of awe. Now, in, in Hebrew, ten means complete. So the seven-year Great Tribulation just simply means complete judgment. Mm-hmm. Now, it would make more sense if it was seven days, because then it would go with seven years. But that's just not the case, because that's not what it represents. Revelation 17, the ten horns, which you saw, are ten kings who've received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. And these ten days are those ten hours. Mm-hmm. The fi- Now, hour is not a literal hour. The final day of awe is called the Day of Atonement, the Day of the Lord. Four days later, eight days in the Feast of Tabernacles. All right? It's an eight-day feast. Feast should normally be seven days. If there's an eighth day, that says something different, right? A week has seven days. So that's how you know it means something more. So that's why it means a millennium or eternity because the week is starting over, but you're not keep going. It just means, boom, something changes. So that's what eight tends to mean. Uh, four days later, that millennium and eternity, sometime in there, I'm not going to fight over it, but before the Feast of Tabernacles comes the resurrection rapture time. We'll tell you a little bit what I think, but again, you can you can argue with that one yourself. Rosh Hashanah marks a new year, a new season. You have the Feast of Unleavened Bread and Passover. It's a full moon. 
Feast of Tabernacles occurs on a full moon, middle of the month. Mm. Rosh Hashanah is the only feast that occurs in the dark of a new moon. So there's an obvious sense of foreboding just because of the darkness, all right? And that's because of this end times. So let's run through Revelation real quick. Jesus judges the earth, and I mean to tell you, this is horrific. Happy Monday. <laughs> it's right. uh, Yeah, gotta love it. Four horses of war, murder, famine, and death. Ouch. Earthquakes, and if that's not enough, the heavens quake, the stars, the sun, the moon, everything goes dark. And the kings of the earth, here's the verse, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand? And for my money, you know, if I got to die in my sleep is my preference. I'm not telling a mountain to fall on my head. Mm. So I've got to tell you just how bad the situation's got. Anything is better than what's going on with these guys. But they have not followed God, and now the judgment has come. All right, the question from my, from my point of view, is the rapture the first thing that happens and Christians miss the tribulation? Well, one way you do, to look at it is look who's doing the judgment at this point. It's the Lamb not the Lion of Judah. The church who the Lamb redeemed is still here. So the saints, in much the same way Moses was sent to Egypt to free the slaves, we will be crying out and release the end-time revival. Just my take for what it's worth, but I think you follow the Lamb and you kind of get the sense of where Revelation and judgment is going. All right, that's all changing now. Revelation 17, this is the rest of that verse. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who've received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings of the beast. These are of one mind. They will give their power and authority to the beast. They'll make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them. For he is Lord of lords, king of kings, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. And that is us. So my opinion is we're still here, but we're about to, we're about to go. It's just getting started. Trumpets. Plagues of destruction, bulls judgment. Revelation 14. So the angel thrust a sickle into the earth, gathered the vine of the earth, threw it into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trampled outside the city, and blood came out of the winepress up to the horse's bridles. And I've translated it there for 184 miles. So if you're in this North Georgia area, think Dawsonville to Gainesville to Gwinnett to coming and back. That territory right there, 184 miles. Mm. That's a lot of four feet of blood. Mm. I mean, you can't even fathom that, right? But but here's the big part of that. Now, we're not here at that point. Now, when I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. So we're not talking about a splotch. He is his robe is now blood and his name is called the word of God and the armies of heaven that's us that's the church clothed in fine linen white and clean followed him on white horses now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron he himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God so you saw that description earlier of 184 miles of blood, four feet deep, that was Jesus. 
So the reason Rosh Hashanah is important is for you to get a clear look at Jesus. Yes, he loves you. Is he gentle? Is he kind? Is he gracious? Did he die for you? Yes, but he's the God and the judge of the whole earth. And so this is the rest of what's going to happen. It's wonderful to have this mighty God, but, you know, the thing is, there's more to the story, and here's the rest. Here's why you want a mighty God. And the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshiped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. The rest were killed with a sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. So you, this is that mighty conquering king mm -hmm. who's come to bring judgment and justice. And then come the millennium, the judgment, the new heavens and earth. All right? So that's just that first little take. Now, what I want to show you is end times Jewish versus Christian traditions. Where do they have some interesting notes that actually follow along with scripture that would help us understand the end times? That's coming up next. And you're listening to Victory 91.5. Go to victory.radio. Click on blog for all of these notes of Ray's teachings this morning. All of the audio portions will be posted on this blog tomorrow. For over 30 years, 